to The Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the Fight Podcast, Sergio Vicente. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) What's going on? Welcome to episode 15 of the Fight Podcast. This is your host, Serge Vicente. And uh, hey, welcome, man. We have a great, great show lined up for you today. Um, We're going to go ahead and touch base back on uh, UFC Fight Night Chili. And from what it looks like, we might have a new contender at welterweight. Uh, The UFC and ESPN just agreed to terms in a huge, huge deal. Um, That's going to be bananas. We're going to talk about it in a little bit. And as always, we have our prospect alerts, fighter focus, and those are where we throw some shine on some young fighters that you may not know. And uh, this weekend, we have not one, but two, two solid cards um, in England. Um, I'll have my picks for both of those. That's going to be the UFC Fight Night and Bellator 200. Um, uh, this week we also asked our IG followers some question about this week's events, and I have the results for you later uh, later on in the show. And uh, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply the promo code. Fight, and you will receive 20% off of your first three months. Also, remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast and you know, follow me if you like <laughs> uh, at Sergio Vicente. Um, and remember, show support for the show by checking us out at www.thefightpodcast.com. Subscribe, listen, rate, share on iTunes and SoundCloud, and uh, you know, purchase merch today, man. We have merch, we have everything on there as well. All right, uh, there's a lot to get into uh, in this week's episode, so I'm just gonna go ahead and jump right into it. Fight news in the world of MMA, MMA legend. And I know I say it a lot, I know, but he is a legend. He was one of the, the, you know, the first guy to beat Fedor Milianenko. The man who dethroned Cain Velasquez. Fabricio Verdun. Fabricio Verdun. Uh, he's also, Fabricio is also um, one of the UFC's top um, Spanish analysts for um, their um, UFC um Latin like broadcast and everything they do but uh, Fabricio the, the good guy that he is just got flagged by USADA and is pending a, a, um, a suspension that's sad man that that's and that's never a good look for anybody but especially not for uh, for Verdum uh, the UFC honestly last week 
um, or not last week, a couple weeks ago. He was already slated to go ahead and um, he's going to debut, uh, headline the UFC's first Russia card. But he just got flagged. Um, it seems like a sample of something that they don't, they didn't want to announce yet. Um, he's facing uh, a, a uh, he's facing a what it looks like a suspension, and he was gonna fight Alex Alexi Olenek. This looks bad for Verdum. Um, Verdum is 40 years old. Um, he's had issues with you know substances in the past. And uh, I have no idea, you know, not as much substances, but I mean, he's, he's you know, ha- he's been in controversy with the UFC, whether it be saying something or testing for something else. You know, Verdun has been in the news with the UFC for all the wrong reasons. So um, I he think he's great for the sport. I love Verdun. I think he's necessary in the heavyweight division because we already know the heavyweight division isn't really, you know, stacked. But... Um, this this is bad for him again. If you're 40 years old, if he gets popped, that might that's a possibility of up to two years. Um, a heavyweight fighter, yes, power is the last thing to go. Yes, he's one of the greatest grapplers of all time uh, to compete in, in MMA. But just to be honest with you, man, no 42 year old fighters after not fighting for two years come back and next do any damage. So. Um, this doesn't look good. Nah, no bet. Doesn't look good. So uh, we'll see um, what ends up happening with uh, with that. But um, man, looks like Verdun's eating a bad one on that. Might be straight taking a bath. <laughs> uh, so check this out. Huge news. Huge, huge, huge news um, in the world of MMA and especially in um, shoot the UFC news. Um, it seems as if. The UFC and ESPN have come with, uh, come with a deal, a uh, deal that includes 10 full UFC cards on primary uh, ESPN channels, ESPN, ESPN2. Um, this deal also um, will have full fight cards, expected at up to 12 fight cards. And as you guys can already notice, um, ESPN is uh, going to be the official broadcaster of um the UFC yo that's huge um, especially with the Fox deal uh, kind of falling through uh, Fox didn't end up picking it up their end of the bargain because man it, it, we all know at least the, the hardcore fans we all know um, ticket sales are down pay-per-view but you know views are down what's to blame I mean it could be a bunch of different things realistically we have a big event every week. It feels like at times. Um, if you know, with this ESPN deal, it seems like there there's going to be less cards, one pay per view a month, uh, which in my opinion is still a lot. But you know, the the game has been watered down. It's been it's been saturated. You have Bellator throwing events all the time. You have you know the UFC with multiple events a month. Um, you have Ryzen. You have One FC. We have all these different organizations, and, and on top of you know we have you know all the boxing cards and things like that. There's all these organizations doing all kinds of different things. So I mean the market's somewhat saturated to an extent. What the UFC needs to do to go ahead and continue making it special and granted. I'm kind of going on a little tangent. I'm going to double back to, uh, you know, what this means uh, for the UFC and what, you know, everything that entails in a deal. 
But the reason, you know, ticket sales are down and Fox News ended up dropping their option um, to continue working with the UFC. And that was a way, the reason that ESPN was able to go ahead and get a, pretty much a sweet deal. Um, it's just it's just not enough being done at this point in time. But with ESPN um, being obviously the worldwide leader in sports. Um, I think this is going to be a great opportunity for for them. Um, they ESPN does the best job of any sports network in telling stories. And you, you really think about it. I mean, with the, the 30 for 30s, if they take that same blueprint and really start telling these fighters stories, something that I've kind of harped on ever since I started this show, you know, if they keep doing that, Oh man, 100%, you know, the UFC is going to continue blowing up. The UFC and MMA as a whole is going to grow. ESPN also, you know, just signed Ariel Hawani, who I don't even think is any question at this point in time. Ariel is the the best MMA journalist out there. So they just signed him. He's no longer with um, SB Nation. Uh he has a you know ariel has a new show with espn and uh he's he's co-hosting with chael sonnen um chael sonnen for those of us who don't know um he, he he's a longtime mma veteran uh he calls himself the, the the bad guy calls himself the american gangster one of the best personalities ever in mma um he still competes and uh and yeah, he still competes currently for Bellator, and uh, he's actually in, in the in the huge heavyweight tournament right now. So, noticing you know he's doing something that he's still competing, he still has the opportunity to fight for a heavyweight championship. And now ESPN signed him to tag along with the best MMA journalist in the game. Man, ESPN I think is doing the right thing. I think the UFC is doing the right thing. And uh, I think this deal is gonna work for everybody, man. So um, I can't wait to see, you know, again, these the everything starts January 2019. Fox is finishing out the rest of the year. So uh, I'm looking forward to see seeing what's gonna happen with this. And uh, yeah, man, I can't wait. All right, my last little bit of uh, MMA news, especially with the Bellator car coming up this week. Monday, it was said that Mirko Krokop, well, Mirko Krokop was supposed to headline UFC 200 uh, in um, England against um, against Roy Nelson. Now, something happened uh, in training um, last days of training Miracle Krokop Krokop ended up uh, injuring himself had to pull out the fight so uh, the fight with Roy Nelson is scrapped uh, Roy Nelson um, and I'm going to tell you in a moment what Roy Nelson says about it uh, obviously he's a little bummed out but uh, you know it seems like he's being kind of a team player it seems like he's going to end up um, stepping in if anything happens in the heavy in the Bellator heavyweight tournament um, he's uh, essentially going to be He's been named the alternate since he doesn't have this fight um, He says he, uh, Roy Nelson uh, told MMA Fighting that there's a lot of things That could happen and he just didn't see that You know with Krokop You know past, you know, leaving um, Krokop not being involved So he was pretty much bummed out with that um, What he says he wants to do um, If he does not get into the tournament 
He says he wants to end up fighting the the eventual champion, and if not, he wants to get his rematch um, with Matt Mitrione, which he just uh, lost not too long ago. He and actually, this is a quote from Roy Nelson: "The only person out of all of them that I really want to fight is Matt." just to get that fourth round um for those of us who don't remember matt mitrione they fought to a, um, a decision um matt mitrione pretty much won every round but the final round of that um matt looked like he was totally gassed roy nelson got on top of him won the last round pretty convincingly didn't really land any damage but he was still in really in control that round uh first two rounds matt mitrione just kind of picked apart roy nelson um, but that's what it seems like Roy wants, man. So um, I can't lie. I like it. I really do like it. Um, I'm a huge fan of Roy Nelson. He's been in the game for a long time. Uh, I. It doesn't. I hope no one. To keep my fingers crossed, nobody for the Bellator tournament gets uh, injured. And especially again with this heavyweight tournament at this point in time, uh, we have Matt Mitrione on one side fighting against Ryan Bader, uh, who just won last weekend. Um, and then on the other side, we have the MMA legend, the uh, the all-time great Fedor Emelianenko is fighting against Chael Sonnen, and uh, the winners of those two matchups will end up fighting in the championships. If anybody ends up falling out Roy Nelson will step in and and, um, and I, I, I love that I do love that and honestly a rematch between Roy and Matt would be entertaining um, but to be totally honest I think Matt ends up getting him out of there um, in the in the uh, in the second round in the second round they end up fighting again uh, Matt Mitrion was just on uh, a, a podcast and he had an interview and uh, he was saying that what ended up happening in the Roy Nelson fight was that um, he was not, especially in the last round when Roy was able to penetrate with huge, you know, uh, double leg takedowns, which honestly Roy is really not known for, uh, was able to take down um, Matt. Matt said he wasn't, you know, ready for, um, for he wasn't prepared for Roy doing that particular tactic he was preparing for one thing but he came did something else so he feels he'd be prepared if they did it again um but it would be a great fight that uh, i would love to see all right in the world of boxing the gypsy king tyson fury tyson fury who was the lineal heavyweight champion um prior to you know giving up his belts um because of health reasons uh about two years ago is officially officially back and um has a fight slated for this june 9th against sefer safari uh sefer safari sefer brother i apologize if i didn't say your name right but um i think i got it pretty good man but uh, <laughs> Tyson Fury is the former WBO, WIBO, and the WIBF heavyweight world champ. Like I said, he took those two and a half years off, and uh, he's going to go ahead and fight at uh, Manchester Arena, um, which is a huge, huge stadium out there in Manchester. Um, but hey, don't think that Sefer is just a tomato can, man. Uh, this is actually a really interesting fight for uh, Tyson's comeback. Now, let me talk about what the before I kind of break down that fight. I want to talk about uh, in Sefer. I want to see if Tyson Fury wins this upcoming fight against Sefer. The I mean, it's pretty much his his pick. He was the former lineal champion. 
he's British, and so is Anthony Joshua, who has you know pretty much the belts that that he that um, he has the belts that Tyson Fury um, relinquished. That would be a great fight. They'll be able to sell out um, the the arena in London, and uh, it'll be a great event. So yes, obviously, I think people are cheering for Tyson Fury to win this fight, and he should be favored. I mean, Tyson Fury is a monster. He's six seven. He's you know. 260 plus pounds super fast hands moves incredibly well um and is one of the most technical heavyweight fighters you'll ever see now sefford again isn't a tomato can buddy is 23 uh he's 23 and oh or i'm sorry he's 23 and one and 23 out of his 24 fights he won by KO. So, Buddy has power. Um, Tyson Fury has been dropped before. I totally expect Tyson Fury to move well. I see it being a good fight. I see him getting a little winded, maybe possibly look a little sloppy. But um, I have to wait and see, you know, look, look at look at a little bit more of the, the pre-fight, you know, kind of antics and whatnot and kind of see what ends up happening. But, um... Obviously, I have Tyson Fury because, uh, and I think I'm just hoping on hope that I want to see him eventually fight the Deontay Wilders and the Anthony Joshua's of the world. So, super dope. I can't wait to see it. Um, and hey, you're listening to the uh, the Fight Podcast. Uh, I'm really glad you guys are, uh, like I said, I'm really glad you guys are here with us today. Uh, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is offering healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Uh, sign up for Sage Eats at www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply for co- promo code FIGHT for 20% off of your first three months. Um, if you are if you are not in Chicago, remember, um, we actually have fitness mentoring. So that's one of uh, a, um, a mentor writes workouts for you, you know, a month worth, a month's worth of workouts for you. And you pretty much have a trainer on call. So they're available to you 24 hours a day through uh, through social media, emails, phone calls. Um, pretty dope. All right. Um, again, we still have a great show to still to come. Uh, this week's Fighter Focus, where we share stories about the good guys in combat sports, along with last weekend's big fights. Uh, I mean, yo, it was we had some really, really solid fights with UFC Chile. Um, I mean, great, great performances. I can't wait to break those down. Um, we'll also see how, you know, my picks did. You know, so we'll see how I stacked up against uh, myself last week. And uh, we'll also make my picks for this upcoming UFC Fight Night and Bellator 200. Uh, remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast. And yo, make sure to follow me at Serge Vicente. Uh, don't forget to support the show by checking uh, to checking out our website at www.thefightpodcast.com. Next up, we have our prospect alert. Prospect alert is where we show love to up and coming prospects who have the skills and the talent, but might not be a household name just yet. So this week, we're going to take time out to highlight this future MMA star, Jose Shorty Torres. Record, seven wins, zero losses, and five finishes. And now back to your host, Sergio Vicente, to tell us more about this fighter. Yeah, prospect alert. 
All right, this week, week 15, week 15's prospect alert is Jose Shorty Torres, 7-0, fighting out of, I'm going to say it, I can't wait to say it, I'm going to say it, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, he actually fights uh, down in Florida with the American Top Team, but he represents Chicago, he's a Chicago native, and uh, he is currently fighting um at flyweight and at bantamweight for Titan FC, he is the the champ 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 at uh for uh, flyweight. Um, I'm sorry, flyweight at flyweight at 125 pounds as well as bantamweight at 135 pounds. Um, if you have not seen Shorty Torres, you need to go check him out. He's a double dual champ for a reason. Titan FC is one of the um, best way I can explain it is one of the feeder programs into the UFC. You have top quality fighters in that organization. And I'm be honest with you, Shorty Torres is running through them all. He has great boxing. He he keeps incredible pressure, and he's one of those dudes that has what I like to call that that that, that Diaz brothers in him. Just like Nate, Nick and Nate Diaz, he can take a shot, and he just keeps coming forward. No matter what you throw at this kid, he continues moving forward. And then once he gets to you, he throws incredible combinations with not only accuracy, but just, I mean, dude, this kid throws just crazy speed. So not only does he walk you down, not only does he throw decent leg kicks, he's very versatile with it, you know, with his entire game, but, um, yo, he has great power, power in both hands. Um, in his last fight this past February, he ended up landing, I mean, just straight highlight reel knockout. Um, he had a great combination. Uh, he threw first, he threw a jab to the body. He threw a right hand upstairs, switched it up, threw a hook to the body, slightly shifted his position, then just dropped a laser beam right in the jaw of his opponent. One of the most beautiful combinations I've ever seen in MMA. Um, this is one thing I'm excited about talking about Shorty Torres. Uh, Shorty Torres, um, just got called up this week on short notice. Um, to, he just got his, uh, his shot at the UFC and will actually be competing this weekend. Uh, <laughs> yo, I can't even lie. I didn't have it planned. And um, I, I what I end up doing is I usually, you know, make a, make my picks, like I said, about a week or so in advance, get all my research in. And um, I was already kind of looking at different clips of uh, Shorty. And next thing I know, this dude's getting picked up by the UFC the same week they were going to talk about him. So, salute to Shorty Torres. Um, again, he's 7-0 um, you know, in MMA, flyweight, bantamweight champion. He's going to face Jared Brooks. Jared Brooks, and I'm letting you guys know, Jared Brooks, either, he's not a, he's not any slouch either. He's 13-1 MMA. He's 1-1 in the UFC. First fight in the UFC probably has a little bit of you know those UFC you know big fight jitters and uh lost a close fight his first decision um but I'm telling you man um he is going and actually Jared Brooks uh who is his opponent um was supposed to fight Hector Santoval and Hector was forced to withdraw from the fight because of a back injury injury uh this fight is happening at UFC Fight Night 131 in Ithaca New York or Utica New York I can't wait to watch it uh Shorty Torres um 
is someone who will we will see in the near future in the UFC. Um, obviously, he's already signed, but I'm talking about we will see him eventually, if not fight Demetrius Johnson at 125. I could absolutely, within the next two years, see him competing in either title, 125 or 135. Anybody with that type of speed, that type of resistance to damage, um, in that type of versatile game, he can submit you. He can knock you out with either hand, and um, and from what it from all from all accounts, seems like he's somebody who really, really, really wants it. Uh, love watching this kid. He's gonna continue growing, and um, man, UFC world lookout, man. Our uh, the week 15's prospect alert, Jose. Or I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Jose Shorty Torres. Moving right along, uh, we're going to recap last week's uh, fights. UFC Fight Night in Santiago, Chile, was headlined by Camaro Usman and Damian Maya. Uh, this fight was, um, you know what? The best way to explain it is this fight was exactly what all the pundits, anybody thought it would be. Kamara Usman is just too good of a wrestler for Damian Maya. Um, before I do that, let me go ahead and pull up for us the uh, the, the breakdowns and everything, just so we can just you know see, see where, where where they stacked up. Um, it was an incredible car. Uh, it was a good fight. Kamara Usman pretty much cruises for a. Um, Pretty much cruises in for a decision, a decision win, five round unanimous decision win. Camaro uh, Uzman ended up outstriking uh, Damian Maya, ninety seven to thirty three. He ended up dropping in the third round, dropping Damian Maya. The fight wasn't even close. Um, significant strikes landed. You know, Damian Maya only ended up landing twenty seven significant strikes the entire fight. He didn't have any, he had, and he had zero takedowns. He shot in consistently and just, just failed, failed. Uh, this fight pretty much took place predominantly on his, on the feet. Uh, Kamara Usman, with his great wrestling, with his great takedown defense, uh, controlled the fight. He actually controlled 83.3% of the fight. Uh, and it just, the fight just stayed standing. The clinch game, Damian Maya tried to, anytime he tried to come forward, um, Kamar Usman did a fantastic job of just pushing him away. He, he was just too physically imposing. At one point in time, um, in the first round, Damian Maya was able to get to to Kamar Usman's hips, and Kamar Usman, oh, with the wrestling pedigree that he has, he had one of the the nastiest wizards I've ever seen. Wizards when you actually. Are you know stopping someone from taking you down? You have that one arm in there, pretty you know under. You have that underhook in, and your body's pretty much um, keeping them off you. Great fight um, in terms of watching Camaro. Camaro said, "And my only concern with this fight and Camaro Usman is that he's always talking about an injury." So I, I have I have my like concerns a little bit about that. He's talking about his. Uh, he said after the fight, both of he ended up breaking both hands, um, and he wants to see what's going. But he wants a top five opponent. He believes he's uh, top five in the welterweight division, and I'm gonna be very honest with you, I agree with him. Um, 
he along with i mean this upcoming weekend we actually have you know darren till and uh wonder boy thompson wonder boy thompson is a uh at this point in time is rated number one and um darren till is rated number eight Kamar Usman should be ranked number five. So uh, I'm going to kind of break down the Darren Till Wonderboy fight in a little bit, but great job on Kamar Usman. Um, proved, you know, how, who, why he is as highly touted as he is. Um, but he also proves, you know, why he is the most ducked guy in MMA today. All right. My next fight, Tatiana Suarez. Um, the the Ultimate Fighter 23 champ was fighting the 10 and 2 in real super super gritty Alexa Grasso. Um, this fight, man, this fight, I'm be honest with you, was not what I expected. I totally expected Tatiana Suarez to do what she did and wrestle. This is a girl who has an incredible wrestling pedigree um, until she was, you know, she had a, um, a sickness uh, and was forced to withdraw, but she was actually going to be in the Olympics. Uh, she's, so you have this Olympic caliber athlete um, and, you know, fighting MMA. And what she does, she doesn't just wrestle. She has, she's just an incredible grappler. Everything. The way she takes her opponent's backs. Um, this fight was, honestly, she ended up, Tatiana Suarez ended up doing quick work over Alexa Grasso. Uh, both women came out ready, but before you know it, it within a two, to the 244 mark of the opening round, Alexa Grasso goes ahead and taps out, um, I'm sorry, Tatiana Suarez tapped out Alexa Grasso. Um, she took her down. She supplies great pressure, uses her striking to get to the hips. Beautiful takedown. And then, you know, takes her opponents back with these. Man, Tatiana Suarez, if I have to put my money on it, within the next year, she's going to be champ at 115 pounds. She has that same level of grappling and, and, just pressure that you see from like Khabib at 170. Cannot wait to see it, um, her fight again. It's going to be really, really awesome to see what's to come. We also had, and I'm be honest, this is another one that um, I didn't see coming the same way. I uh, absolutely saw it being a more closely contested fight. Uh, Jared Cantonier, who is a you know, grizzled vet in the game is fighting the upstart uh, in his UFC debut, Dominic, Dominic Reyes. Dominic Reyes is undefeated. And man, he showed why. Uh, Jerry Cantonier couldn't do anything with him. Jerry Cantonier, I've seen him fight. And if you guys know him, he goes out there and he just slings. He throws leather, he takes the licks, and he keeps coming. One of the most entertaining fight styles I've ever seen. Yo, Dominic Cruz, Dominic Reyes knocks him out in the for in two minutes of the first round. Catches him being overly aggressive. Beautiful uppercut. Notices his opponent's hurt. And just does work on him. Takes them to, you know, lands big shots. Jarek hits the ground. Starts landing huge hammer fists. Great knees. 
before you know it, the fight's over. Uh, Ref jumps in, finishes the fight. Great performance by Dominic Reyes. I cannot wait to see this man continue competing at, uh, at 205. And you know what? 205 needs some life, man. When, for, when Shogun Hua, <laughs> when your boy Shogun, who is champion when I was like 12 years old, is still ranked number five. In the in the UFC's two hundred five division, you know we're in the land of the we're in the land of giants. We're in the land of the the old people, and um, it's it's one of those things. The the two hundred five division is you know it needs that new life. It needs that new blood. So I cannot wait to see what's going to happen with Reyes. Um, I would like to see him fight somebody along the lines of. Um, Honestly, anybody. I mean, you see Luke Rockholds and the fighting, uh, fighting. Um, oh, oh, Ovin Saint Prue. Oh, that'll be the fight right there. Ovin Saint Prue, somebody who has a little bit of name recognition. Both guys are about the same size. They're both going to be ranked about the same, and both are going to be in the top ten. That's going to be a great fight. Dominic Reyes versus uh, Ovin Saint Prue. I think will be a great fight to see kind of how those mid range guys are. Beautiful. All right. The boxing world had some great fights this weekend, too. Uh, Badu Jack, Badu Jack, who is um, Floyd Mayweather's uh, guy. He's under Mayweather Promotions. And a fighting Adonis Stevenson. Adonis Stevenson, um, you know, he uh, been light heavyweight champ for a very, very long time. Uh, this fight uh, was at the Air Canada Center in Toronto. Uh, Stevenson actually took two years off of roughly... Uh, before this fight so how is he gonna be you know a lot of people before this fight didn't believe that um adonis was actually gonna have the people didn't believe adonis was gonna have the the, the stamina to last and uh so people were looking at this fight two ways either first thing was gonna happen was don stevenson was gonna touch him up in the first six rounds or he's gonna gas out and get beat up by Bottle Jack, you know, in a late decision or a late stoppage. We got a little bit of both. Um, this fight ended up being a majority draw. Uh, Donna Stevenson retains his belt. This fight was, honestly, the first six or so rounds, not much happened. Uh, both guys were kind of just feeling each other out. Um, Donna Stevens started off first two rounds, looked great, um, but seemingly gassed. And uh, Bottle Jack's team, after the fight, ended up admitting that that's something that they believed was going to happen. And since they believed that that was going to happen, they said that they're going to pick it up in the second half of the fight. Bottle Jack looked great in the second half of the fight. I thought he was actually going to end up finishing Adonis Stevenson. Adonis Stevenson stayed in there great. Uh, but it was too little too late. Uh, even though they said that's what they wanted to do. Man, you can't do that. You can't wait. You can't wait, especially when you're dealing with these, one, any of the judges. Because we all know how the judges might not get it right. And two... I mean, it's a, it's a professional fight. We can't sit there and dance around people for six rounds. Let's jump in there. Let's get people earlier. That's why kickboxing and MMA, honestly, a lot of times end up being more entertaining than boxing. We, it's more action. Things are happening. They're shorter rounds. I mean, the, the rounds, should I say, I mean, even though MMA is five-minute rounds, but there's only three or five rounds. 
kickboxing, you have three three-minute rounds or you have three five-minute rounds. I'm sorry, five three-minute rounds. So when you're, you're, when you're shortening it up, these guys are forced to actually get in there and do work. With boxing, we have, first of all, they're taking way too much punishment by going, going in there 12 rounds. But after we have, you know, 12 rounds, they're going to sit there and just play patty cake for the first six rounds so they don't get tired. I, I really don't care how good of a shape you're in. You're not going to be able to fight hard for 12 rounds. So we always see boxers take, take rounds off. We always watch this type of stuff happen. So Bottle Jack, his game plan was to take rounds off. And that cost him the fight. Yes, he got a draw, but I mean, how do you move forward from there? So um, Bottle Jack is a beast. He's going to continue growing. I can't wait to see this. I mean, if they fight again, I absolutely have Bottle Jack in in a ninth round KO. Um, But he didn't do it. So what can you do? Um, I can't wait to see him fight again. It was an entertaining fight. Uh, Both men showed up, um, but they took way too long to get going. All right, the undercard to that was Gary Russell Jr. versus Joseph Joseph Jojo Diaz. Um, this is a good fight. Uh, Gary Russell Jr., uh, his only loss is to pound for pound number one, uh, Vasily Lomachenko. Um, but don't get it twisted. Gary Russell Jr., is, uh, he's a beast. Uh, now, after this fight, 26-1, and one, and um, wins. Tough fight, but all in all, Pretty, pretty simple, you know, pretty simple victory. Uh, it was one-sided. Garros Jr. is way too fast. Peppered him in and out um, throughout the entire fight. He, he, he just kept on throwing two, three, four, six, eight punch combinations. Every punch was landing crispy. And um, JoJo Diaz just looked a little slow. He looked slow. Yes, middle rounds, he ended up landing some beautiful body shots, but... He couldn't take the pressure. He couldn't take the speed of Gary Russell Jr. Um, Gary Russell completely outclassed him. I want to continue. Again, I, I want to see Gary Russell in there with some, like, eventually with, hopefully, maybe Vasily in the future. I would love to see him in there again. Those weight classes, 130 pounds, 135, 140, man, it's interesting. You got a lot of guys that can go back and forth. You have Lomachenko. You have, you know, Pitufo Diaz. You have all these guys who, you know, could compete in this weight class. Actually, Pitufo, who's actually our one, our uh, episode nine prospect alert, um, would be a great matchup for Gary Russell Jr. I would love to see that happen. All right, guys, you are listening to the Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente, and it's really, really great being here with you guys today. The Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up at Sage Eats at www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first Three months. Still to come, I'll be doing my picks for this week's up and coming fights, along with our fighter focus. And remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms. And uh, check us out, www.thefightpodcast.com. And uh, remember, interact with us on uh, and ask questions on social media. Uh, we are doing our IG polls. Interact with us in IG, you know, and uh, we actually, each and every episode, we will get the results at the end of the show. 
So our fighter focus is we're here on the Fight Podcast. Sergio focuses on a fighter who is more than just a gladiator, but someone who carries themselves like a champion in and out of the ring. So the Fight Podcast's fighter focus for week 15 is UFC middleweight standout Neil Magny. Here's your host, Sergio, for more on this week's fighter. Okay, this week's fighter focus um, is UFC welterweight contender Neil Magny. Uh, Neil Magny is set to donate $15,000 of his own UFC Liverpool's earnings to toddler fight, toddlers fighting spinal muscular atrophy. All right, so Neil Magny, for those of for those of us who do not know, is a stand top ten, top fifteen, always um, in a perennial contender at the UFC's hundred and seventy pound division. Really slick. Um, he's well rounded everywhere. Uh, great on the ground, and his biggest attribute is his gas tank. Um, and honestly, it might be his heart too. After we're looking at this, but a few weeks ago, um, didn't see he was supposed to fight Gunnar Nelson. He has short noticed, but um, he ended up getting his opponent, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But What, he, what ended up happening is that he ended up reading about this girl and her condition on the GoFundMe page. Um, he, what he ended up saying, and this is a quote from Neil himself, is that he realized how much of a drastic situation her and her family was in. And once he heard about what was happening, and he always he wanted to go ahead and help. So with that story, because he goes back consistently and gives, he goes to hospitals. And he um, this is something that Neil Magny consistently does. He says he's always contributed to things and he's always felt some kind of way uh, about it in the past. He said it's a, ch- a charity or whatever, but it's always something that he wants to be comfortable with. He said he'll give 100 bucks here or there. And um, guys like this are great, man. He's always looking for something, you know, to give. But to hear about a story on Instagram and to be as moved as he was, and again, something as, as bad as you know the disease that this young lady has, and to see how her family is struggling, um, Neil didn't have to do this, and that's why I want to uh, highlight Neil Magny um, for being just the awesome dude that he, that as he is, and uh, salute to Neil Magny, and really, I wish him the best uh, in this weekend's fight. Um, Neil Magny is this week's this week 15's fighter focus. All right, you listen to the Fight Podcast, and now it's time for my UFC Fight Night Fight Picks. This is going to be a great card, guys. Um, it's uh, it's a little top heavy, you know. The the they're really pushing the the main events and the co mains. Main event is the number eight contender, the Phenom out of Liverpool. The hometown kid, Darren Till, is fighting against the number one contender and two-time title challenger, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. This should be an incredibly interesting fight. Both guys are strikers. Both guys are six feet tall. Both men are, 
extremely, extremely unique. Um, they're strikers, but they're but they have different styles. Wonder Boy is the point karate style. On the other hand, Darren Till has the aggressive kickboxing style. Um, the age difference is, I mean, Darren Till is crazy young, man. Darren Till is 25 years old. Um, he's 25 years old. And let's see here. I've got all the numbers up right here. We have Stephen Thompson's ranked number one. Darren Till's number eight. Uh, Stephen Thompson's record is nasty, man. 14-2-1. Darren Till is the perfect record. 16-0, just one, um, one draw. Again, guys, 35 years old to 30 years, you know, 35 years old, 25 years old. This should be a really, really interesting fight. Both guys are six feet tall. Um, Steven Thompson is a little longer. He has a 75 inch reach. Darren Tillman, he has a, um, a 74 inch reach. Uh, leg reach, though, again, both of these guys are so, so well matched, man. Both six feet tall. One has, look at this, this is crazy. One's arm reaches an inch longer, which is uh, Stephen Thompson. The other one's legs are an inch longer, and that's Darren Till. They're both knockout artists. Um, but uh, honestly, this should be a stand-up battle. I don't see this going to the ground at all. Um, we have one fighter who's known to be big. Um, who is Darren Till? He he's 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 a big gorilla, um, as he calls himself. He he moves well, but he he easily walks around over two hundred pounds. Um, he he plays bully ball out there. Stephen Thompson, on the other hand. Um, is a counter striker. He uses his snake like defense and uh, accurate striking. Uh, this one's hard for me, man. I'm not. I can't lie. It's a really hard pick for me. I believe in the hype. I believe in Darren Till, but at the same time, I at the, I just haven't seen enough. We're basing a lot on Darren Till's only really big fight against Cowboy Cerrone. And let's not forget, man, Cowboy got touched the fight before that uh, against our boy Jorge Masvidal. So he just got knocked out, took the fight on short notice, and then got touched up again. So before that, those last few fights before that, Darren Till wasn't, you know, blowing anybody's hair back, at least when he was in the UFC. So at this time, I have to pick the two-time title challenger. I have to go with Steven Thompson just because Darren Till to this point hasn't shown me enough. And Steven Thompson showed me that he can knock out wrestlers. Um, he, he knocked out Jake Ellenberger. He can knock out guys that are bigger than him. He knocked out uh, the, the current 185-pound champ in, uh, in Robert Whitaker. He knocked him out. So this guy, he's, he's beaten wrestlers. He's beaten strikers. He's beaten guys that are bigger than him. So being seeing all of that... I think this might be a little bit too big, too 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 much too soon for Derek to Darren Till, and um, at the end of the day, it could be a detriment to to him. Um, but you you almost want to pull for him because you we don't want to see you know Stephen Thompson fight Woodley for the third time, another boring fight. So 
I don't know. We'll see what ends up happening. Um, it's this fight should be incredibly entertaining. I cannot wait to see it. it. For me, it is my the most anticipated fight, at least for me, this weekend. That's why I want to lead up with it. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm going with Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Second rule, I'm gonna say it. Second round KO of Darren Till. All right, next fight. The man himself, what we just spoke about, the week 15 fighter focus, Neil Magny. Honestly, he's fighting a short on short notice. He's fighting Craig White. Neil Magny is 20 wins, six losses against Craig White from England, who is a uh, 14 and seven. A little bit of a salty record, but this kid is tough. A lot of power. Very, really, really aggressive. Um. Neil Magny wins most of his fights based on decisions and so and submissions. On the other hand, uh, Craig White, 30% of his wins are uh, by KO. Uh, I really think Neil Magny, though, could win this fight. With his pressure and his gas tank, um, this being a short notice fight, Neil Magny was already getting ready to fight top 10 fighter of the 170-pound class, uh, Gunnar Nelson. I see Neil Magny just being in better shape and um, ending up submitting um, his opponent. Um, I, I see him submitting uh, Craig White. Um, I'm going to say third round, he's going to end up applying a lot of pressure. Um, ends up rocking him with a shot, kind of like Diaz does. Not, ends up rocking him just based off of sure, sure, uh, <laughs> just exhaustion. And uh, based on his exhaustion, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Darren, um, Neil Magny with the finish third round. Uh, but it should be a fun fight. It should be entertaining. And I'm definitely not uh, discounting anything when it comes to Craig White. Bellator 200 is actually going to be this Friday night, and that is also in England. Um, it's head headlined by the champion, 185-pound champ, Rafael Carvalho, versus the longtime pound-for-pound consistent 205, 185-pound fighter in the world, Gegar Mousasi. Gegar Mousasi's been everywhere. He's he's won championships everywhere. He won. He was the dream 205-pound champion. Um, he has since come to the UFC and was making a run in the UFC, and he's one of those rare um, individuals who essentially bucked the system, um, turned down the UFC's offer, and ended up um, on the verge of a title shot Ended up going over to um, Bellator. This actually is going to be Gegar Mousasi's first title uh, fight, or for, yeah, first title fight in the past seven years, which is crazy. This dude is pr like always in the top ten, always in honestly in the top five in his divisions, and this is the first time in seven years he's been able to fight for a chip. Uh, I can't wait for this fight. Rafael Cavario is a striker, big Brazilian kid. Um, he goes out there and throws bombs. Um, his last fight, even, he ended up knocking out and retaining his title, knocking out the kickboxing beast, uh, Melvin Manoff. Melvin Manoff is such a beast that when he was strictly kickboxing in K1, he ended up, and Melvin Manoff fights at 185 pounds, probably walks around about a buck 90 tops. 
He ended up knocking out UFC heavyweight Mark Hunt in, in a K1 event in Japan back in the day. So that shows you the type of striker this dude is. For those of us who don't know, Mark Hunt is every bit of 275 pounds and one of the hardest hitters and the best strikers to ever compete in MMA. Melvin Manouf knocked this dude out and the champion who's about to fight this weekend, Cavalio, knocked him out. So just to let you know a little bit of something about him. Uh, Gegard Mousasi, um, again, super vet, former dream champion. Um, but I'm going to be very honest with you. Uh, this should be a tough fight. Carvalho is someone who no one should overlook. But I'm going to be very honest with you. Um, I see Gegard Mousasi being too skillful, too, too explosive. And I see him finishing this fight. Um, Gegard Mousasi wins this fight. All right. Michael Venom Page. Michael Venom Page is the co-main event. He's fighting Dave the Caveman Rickles. Yo, for those of us who don't know, Dave Rickles is a beast. He's 19 and 2. And um, if he not only is he 19 and 2, um, he is the underdog. Um, he's going in there. He's fighting against the hometown kid, uh, Michael Venom Page. And I see him actually making this fight a really tough fight. I can see him making this a really tough fight on Michael Venom Page. And let's be honest, if he gets this fight on the ground, Michael Venom Page is going to have a lot of trouble. Super, super trouble. So, and um, because as we all know, Michael Venom Page's ground game is not as great as his incredible uh, striking acumen. Um, Michael Venom Page is taking professional boxing fights and knock dudes out. Uh, and Michael Venom Page has knocked guys out with flying knees and spinning back kicks. He's one of the most flashy, entertaining fighters you ever see. But if he gets on the ground, this fight might be rough. So can't wait to see this uh, this fight. Um, that is the co-main event of the evening. Um, on this card also, which um, is going to be a fight uh, between Phil Davis and um, and Landon Vassal. Landon Vassal used to be a 205-pound champion, and so did Phil Davis. So this should be a fight with two grapplers. One, um, great, uh, great wrestling. The other, great jiu-jitsu. I always have felt that great wrestling can stifle great jujitsu, um, especially with a wrestler who understands jujitsu like Phil Davis does. I see Phil Davis finishing this fight um, with strikes on the ground, uh, third round. All right, so we're, we did something new this week, which is super dope. Um, we had uh, IG, we on... So each and every week from now on, every day, we're going to end up putting up um, posts on our, uh, on our IG's um, timeline. So we have it on our IG timeline. And um, what we're going to end up doing is just we're always going to post questions on there. So this week's and we're going to post the questions and we're going to pretty much say the results um each show first time we're doing it um we got great response thank you to everybody who actually uh, interacted in the polls uh, and uh so here we go first question we asked was who has a better card in england um is it ufc the U ufc's fight night or bellator's 200 67 percent of you guys said that it's the ufc I'm going to be honest with you. 
I have to disagree. I think Bellator has a better card. If you look at the card, pound for pound, you we have. I mean, it, it's, it's it's you have one card that's stacked, one card that has like two people on it. So um, when we're looking at it, look, we have. Again, we're looking at it. Look, UFC has Darren Till versus Steven Thompson, Neil Magny versus a little known Craig White, and the rest of the card is pretty much local British guys or, you know, up and coming guys. Yes, that leads for entertainment, but that doesn't have the drama that we love. Bellator 200 has the potential to have, in my opinion, higher quality fights. We have people that are upper echelon athletes. There, there's four people who actually have held belts at some point in time, world belt championship belts on this card. Actually, we have more, and we and we had the potential before the uh, the injuries to Miracle Krokop to have six guys that actually had you know championship belts. So, Bellator 200 card is stacked. Michael Venom Page. Javier Cavario, Gegard Musasi, Phil Davis, Lynn Vassell, Dan, you know, David Rickles. These are world-class guys. I can't say the same for a lot of the UFC guys, the UFC cards. So, unfortunately, I'm going to have to disagree uh, with the 67%. Uh, but, that, you know, I'm going with Bellator. Next question. Is the UFC signing with ESPN a big deal? Yes or no? 88% of you said yes. And I agree. I talked about it earlier. Um, I think this is a great deal uh, for both parties. Um, there, The ESPN is the best at telling stories. I can't wait to see that. All right, everybody. This is the Fight Podcast. And um, these are my takeaways from episode 14. I'm sorry, episode 15. Man, it's already coming together. All right. Uh, my first takeaway is that the UFC party, again, with you, the ESPN is a big deal. Um, they tell stories better than anybody else. I mean, it, it goes without saying they're incredible. Um, this should continue raising the profile of MMA. And um, I see this being a best bet for everybody. In fact, even um, Bellator's um, Bellator's chairman and spokesperson Scott Coker has something to say um, about that. He's somebody who, you know, doesn't owe the UFC anything. You know, to be realistic, um, but he's somebody who you know is a fan of the sport. And um, what he had to say about it was great. And this is actually what he was said. I just read that this morning, and you know what? Hey, good for them. You know, I mean, to me, it's it, it's great for everybody. I mean, uh, you know, when I started this uh, in the martial arts fight business in May 2006, there was no MMA on TV. I mean, it was Spike TV was really the first one to give you know MMA a chance, and then uh, Fox Sports, uh, went, like I think Fox affiliates came in, and then we landed the CBS Showtime deal. You know, back in 07, 08, and so it seems like everybody has MMA now. Every network in America has MMA, so. Hey, listen, this sport's come a long way, and this is just another, uh, you know, uh, solid, found, you know, solid proof that this sport is here to stay and it's not going anywhere. Yeah, you know. 
See, that's what we want. We Everyone needs to work together. The more organizations we have, the more notoriety we get, the better. So um, I think it is a good thing. Um, salute to ESPN and uh, the UFC for getting that deal done. All right. My next takeaway is, yo, the UFC's welterweight division is scary good. Um, whoever ends up on top is going to be a pound for pound great. You have Darren Till, you have Kamar Usman, you have the champ Tyron Whitley, you have Jorge Masvidal, you got Cowboy Cerrone, you have, I mean, Kevin Gaslam can come back down. You know what I mean? This, it, I mean, it's stacked. There's so many names. There's so many guys. I mean, Damian Maya, um, Kobe Covington, Dos Anjos are about to fight for uh, the interim title. The, the top 10 and the UFC's welterweight division can compete anywhere in the world. They're the best in the world. Um, the, whoever ends up coming out of this next two years on top, honestly, is a, I, I, you have to consider a pound for pound great. All right. Next week, and my last takeaway is that <laughs> um, there are some great fights. MMA is in a great position. Um, Bellator looks amazing. UFC is making big deals. One FC um, in you know in Asia is. If you guys aren't watching them, the fights that they're putting on is incredible. Um, the Russia has a big, you know, fight network. Japan also has Ryzen. There's so much good fight content out there. Um, the sport is going to continue growing. I can't wait to see what's coming up next. And honestly, I can't wait to see the next stage of evolution of the fight game. This is great, man. It's great to continue seeing. Um, this is Serge Vicente, and yo, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for joining me today on the ep episode 15 of the Fight Podcast. Uh, the Fight Podcast, again, is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Um, Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up with Sage at www.sagechicago.com and apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Remember to follow us at The Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at The Fight Podcast and follow at Serge Vicente. Um, support the show by checking us out on www.thefightpodcast.com. We can purchase merch, donate, you know, just go on there, listen, subscribe, rate, share with friends, um, and please just enjoy it. Thank you again for your thank you guys again for listening. Um, and I will see you next time here on the Fight Podcast. Peace out. Yeah.